0: Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. And the crisis on the southern border is growing beyond a partisan divide. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas just wrapping up a visit to the southern border. to assess, we spoke with former DHS chief under President Trump, Chad Wolf. Here's a look. Chad Wolf, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Chad, you you had about 20 lawmakers on Capitol Hill yesterday calling for uh, Mayorkas to be impeached. Uh, this while he's on the border, meeting with Border Patrol. What about Mayorkas's border policy? Do you think needs to be addressed uh, to change the crisis at the border?
1: Well, probably every aspect of of what they're doing on the border. They being DHS and Secretary Mayorkas. They are not devising a strategy and a plan to actually end and solve the crisis that we see down there. What they want to continue to do is manage the crisis. And by managing the crisis, you're only encouraging more and more individuals to come to that border. So I think they have to get serious about putting in policies, procedures and plans that will deter the illegal behavior and make sure that we deal with those folks quickly and timely and sending them back to their home countries if they don't apply for asylum. So there's a wholesale attitude change that needs to occur on that border. Obviously, he was in El Paso just recently, the DHS secretary. He had an opportunity to lay out a path forward. He failed to do that because I don't know that they have a strategy in place. And I think that's concerning as we look ahead in the next several days to Title 42 ending.
0: Chad, it does appear that some Democrats um, seem to be acknowledging this problem on the border, which is the first step. Uh, You even have Governor Newsom of California saying ending Title 42 could be uh, catastrophic. Uh, Do you see a pathway for a bipartisan solution?
1: Well, I I hope there's some bipartisan support. I think it's interesting that most Democrats, including Governor Newsom and others, don't want Title 42 to go away, because in, in, in a strange sense of the word, Title 42 is the only thing that's really kept the wraps on um, on how explosive the border could be, so I think they understand that. But what I would say is, all the policies that were torn down on, on day one and week one and month one of this administration all contributed to the crisis that we're seeing today. Title 42 is the last tool in the tool belt, but Title 42 has always been temporary, so you always needed a plan in place uh, once Title 42 went away, as as it soon might, um, and they needed to start outlining that plan, because part of this game that we play on the border is also messaging to the cartels and the traffickers and the smugglers, letting them know that uh, there's a there's a new sheriff in town, that we're not going to continue to do business as usual, and there's going to be some repercussions in place. And And we see that not really to be the case. And so not much has changed if you're a cartel member and you're running your organization over the last 23 months. IT'S BEEN BUSINESS AS USUAL. BUSINESS HAS BEEN VERY GOOD TO YOU. AND YOU'RE SEEING MORE PROFITS. YOU HAVE MORE CONTROL OF TERRITORY AND PEOPLE THAN YOU EVER HAVE BEFORE. AND THAT NEEDS TO CHANGE.
0: NOW, IT DOES APPEAR THAT WHEN SOME OF THE PRESSURE IS SHIFTED uh, FROM THESE BORDER STATES TO NON-BORDER STATES and CITIES LIKE NEW YORK, WASHINGTON, D.C., AND OTHERS, THAT THE OFFICIALS THERE DO START TO FEEL THE BURDEN. Uh, WHAT WOULD YOU LIKE TO SEE OR HEAR FROM NON-BORDER STATE OFFICIALS WITH REGARD TO BORDER SECURITY?
1: Well, I think it's interesting, right, it's it's it only uh, they only talk when it when it impacts them personally. I think what they need to understand is every city, every community in this country is a border town and a border community, because what comes across that border, whether it's illegal narcotics, it's weapons, it's human trafficking. It does not stay along the border. It doesn't stay in El Paso or McAllen, Texas, or Yuma, Arizona. It goes into communities all across this country. So you may not be on the border. You may not be a border state or a border city or a border town, but it, it does impact you. And so making sure that there is some uh, — that we're securing that border, there's some orderly process to it, it impacts your communities. So this is why it's, it's critically important that Americans care about this. Uh, but you're exactly right. It wasn't until some of these folks started showing up in New York and Chicago and Martha's Vineyard Did we start to see Democrats, Democrat big city mayors say, whoa, 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 not in my community, and and we really need to do something about it. My my question to them is, where have you been for 20 months at that point in time? Where have you been? We've been trying to sound the alarm on this, because every month it gets worse and worse. And as it gets worse and worse, it's going to become that much harder to dig out of it. This is not a flip or or, sorry, a switch that you flip overnight. Uh, This is going to take uh, many, many months to try to improve. And every month that we go uh, backwards in reverse, uh, it's going to make it that much more difficult.
0: Chad Wolf, former acting Secretary of Homeland Security, appreciate your perspective. All right, thank you. To assess the steps Congress has taken to curb the Chinese-linked social media app TikTok, joining us next is founder and CEO of a new web browser called Tusk, Jeff Bermint. Jeff Bermint, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hey, glad to be on your show today.
0: Jeff, with regard to TikTok, uh, the Senate has just passed legislation to ban it from all government devices. Do you think this has uh, real traction?
2: Yeah, I think that, um, the, you know, I'm uh, I'm against censorship in many forms. However, when it's a foreign state and TikTok is from a foreign state and it's controlled basically by the Communist Party, everything is basically controlled by them. I think national security is an issue, and I would I would heed to all Americans, not just to uh, um, to the government. Oh, the government's most important to ban TikTok, and and build our own TikTok. I mean, we're innovative people, so it should be that we could do something similar, but not put people at risk.
0: It's an excellent point. Uh, what do you th- I mean? Do you think that um, they've gone far enough? Should it be completely banned? An outright ban?
2: You know, I, I think it should. I, I think that um, it's, it's worrisome enough. I mean, the Chinese are trying to buy land of ours. They're trying to be, infiltrate us. And this is a way, good way of getting to our kids. And they can show the propaganda through a kid's eyes and the kids won't even know it. So I just think it's bad for the country. And my solution is build your own. I mean, we're a smart country, We've got 300 million-plus people and lots of technology guys that could do something very similar, and, uh, and we have our own TikTok.
0: So you kind of alluded to it uh, just a moment ago where, you know, you said that you're for uh, free speech or free markets. Uh, you are an entrepreneur in the tech space. Um, is there a way to make a clear distinction so that the premise used to ban TikTok will not interfere or blur the lines between, say, an Elon Musk-owned Twitter... Uh, Twitter 2.0, uh, and labeling that as an enemy of the state or an issue of national security.
2: Well, I don't see how you can actually get to a point of of saying that Twitter is a is a problem or Musk is a problem. I I think that's that's fantasy. Uh, but the TikTok issue is is real, and um, you're giving away valuable data. No, valuable data. But literally, maybe most people don't realize the data, when you have your mobile phone on, and has TikTok on it, it's actually tracking you everywhere you're going within 10 feet. Now, if that doesn't bother you, what are they going to do with that data as they start to, you know, grow their base of American users? I'd
0: just like to get your thoughts. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, Twitter just a moment ago. Um, how are you feeling about the kind of re, uh, you know, vi- the revitalization, if you will, of, of the new Twitter?
2: Few bumps and bruises as I go, but all in all, I think the 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 file release on the government and Twitter is super important, and Americans should be aware of the, of, of government censorship, government being involved in censorship, and they're not allowed to be in censorship. They're not a private party, so uh, I think you know I give ninety eight percent to Musk. There's a few you know counter things that need to get. Uh, figured out, but he's, he's taken the company a long way already.
0: Jeff Furman, really appreciate you joining us. Sure.
2: Happy to be with you.
0: I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.